0: Oh boy, do we have a good one for you today. The year is 2016. My piano course hadn't really taken off yet and I was reading any book and taking any course that I thought could help. One course I remember going through was the wildly popular product launch formula by Jeff Walker. The premise behind that course and his method is that in order to successfully launch a product, you have to build the proper buzz and excitement prior to the actual launch. One of the key ways to do this is that you release content prior to the launch that educates, but more importantly, it helps to break down key barriers that your target market might have to succeeding with the topic you're teaching. Jeff calls these your PLCs or pre-launch content. In order to help convey how to put together great PLC videos, Jeff included some examples in the course And one of those examples that I was watching back then in 2016 was from a guy named John Gallagher. John teaches how to use herbs and herbal remedies for healing and health. How about that for a niche? He's run a membership on the topic for nearly 20 years. He's launched several online courses, and he's even launched a physical board game using the product launch formula. In the upcoming conversation, you'll even hear John say that his board game could be considered an online course since its main purpose is to educate. And since starting this podcast, John has been on the the very short list of dream guests that I would love to have on one day, and today is that day. So hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Show. I'm Jacques Hopkins, if we haven't met yet, I run my own online course business teaching piano, which has now generated over $3 million in revenue. And on this podcast, I pull back the curtain on my own business so you can get an inside look at a successful online course business that doesn't necessarily teach how to make money. And here, we also quite often have guests on to have a conversation about their online course business, which is exactly what we're doing today. Because I don't claim that there's only one way to do any of this stuff, that you need to do every single thing exactly how I've done it in my own online course business. I want you to hear from all kinds of perspectives and selfishly talking to other successful online course business owners is one way I can stay on the cutting edge of what's working with my own business. And before we dive into the conversation with John, let me remind you about the awesome offer from Kajabi this month. This offer expires at the end of August 2022, so only about a week left at the time this episode goes live. So here's the offer. You pay 99 bucks and you get three months of Kajabi. Now, this is only for those of you that are new to Kajabi, so if you already are using it, you already have an account, I'm sorry, this is not for you. But let's say that you're just getting started and you haven't committed to an online course platform yet, or maybe you're on like Teachable or Thinkific or one of the others that has similar pricing to Kajabi, but not near as many features or abilities. This special offer might be the perfect opportunity for you to start moving over to Kajabi. An absolute worst case scenario, you get three months on the platform, you hate it, and you're only out $99. But best case is Kajabi is a total game changer for your business and this offer was just what you needed to get started. And to top all of that off, you'll get my online course that walks you through step-by-step how to set up your entire online course business on Kajabi. It's called Every Click Kajabi and it leaves no mouse click or keystroke out. So if one reason you haven't signed up for a Kajabi yet is you're scared about learning a new tool, this course completely has you covered. So to get Kajabi for $99 for three months, that's not per month, that's $99 total for three months, and get my EveryClick Kajabi course completely free, head to everyclickkajabi.com, and remember to do that before the end of this month. Kajabi is so great because you can just about run your entire online course business in it, and not just the online course piece. For example, in an upcoming episode here pretty soon, you're going to hear Christina's story. Just six months ago, Christina wasn't even thinking about online courses and didn't know what Kajabi was. If you fast forward to today, she has built her course, set up all the marketing and sales pieces, all the emails, all inside of Kajabi. And so far she has done over $50,000 in sales. So stay tuned for that story here in a couple episodes. So once again, everyclickkajabi.com to take advantage of this offer. And as you'll learn, my guest today is a huge fan of Kajabi too, which is not a prerequisite for coming on this show and certainly not a necessity to succeed with online courses. But it's in my opinion, the best online course platform today. Uh, John's been using it since 2011 when it first came out. John is really just one of the OGs of the online course business space. And it was such a pleasure chatting with him today. In this conversation, John and I discuss a lot, a lot of things, but some of my favorites are what it was like trying to run an online business nearly 20 years ago, why the board game he created is actually an online course, and his strategy for getting thousands of new members into his membership every few months. So with that, let's get into it with John Gallagher from learningherbs.com. Well, hi, John Gallagher. It's good to see you. Good to meet you. Welcome to the Online Course Show. Thanks for having me, John. I, I feel like I'm like talking to a celebrity right now. I mean, I uh, oh, why? <laughs> well, look, I, I I know. I'm curious to hear the Jeff Walker story because that's uh-huh. that's when I came across you originally, and since then I've run into you know I've, I've come to know people that that knew you, and that's kind of how we got connected. But years ago, before this podcast existed, you know, I was going through Jeff Walker's. Product launch formula, trying to make my online course work on, on mm-hmm. piano, and you were featured in at least you know I'm sure he's got multiple versions of that course, probably one of the biggest top selling courses of all time. If I had to guess, Jeff Walker's course, right. but you were featured in there. How, how did mm-hmm. how did that come to be? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, so I did what I think a lot of online course providers. Love to happen, which is to get feedback from the people they're selling the course to. So I had never done anything like this. Online courses, like in marketing and whatnot, were, kind, were were newer. I hadn't heard of it before. I wasn't following any kind of internet marketing thing. I was just in a sort of a desperate place when a giant load of board games uh, that I had ordered showed up to my house and in my garage and filled my garage and filled the hallways. And I hadn't really calculated how many simply 1500 games were. And I was like, Oh my God. So I went immediately and typed in how to launch a product into Mm. Google and product launch formula. I remember it came up as a Google ad on the right side and I clicked on it and I, and it sounded perfect. And so I ordered it. So I went through it and I had this success and I just had this this moment, like you, have, you ever have those those kind of things, like you, you, you could do something or not do something? Uh, like, I just had this, I had a couple of minutes and I was like, you know what? I want to, you know, just tell the, this guy, Jeff, like, you know, what happened when I used it. So I just shot out an email and, you know, just said, hey, Jeff, and talked about my results and put a photo of me in there, which is this exact photo that's in the book, uh, Jeff's book launch and you know he got back to me and then that relationship started from there because it was you know i think it was as plf 1.0 and so mm-hmm. he had less people back then probably t- telling him like you know getting in touch with him and so he yeah he got back and, and then all the you know and then he started asking me to get on for case studies and all so it was just having simple buying the thing and having success with it
0: and i then, forget then it, it that came from it, there yeah that, i mean that's that's really interesting it's called Product Launch Formula. I forget that he didn't mean for that to just be about online courses. I kind of, I have that like locked in my brain somewhere, but you used it to literally sell a board board game originally.
1: This is 2006 or seven. So there weren't a lot of online courses like Product Launch Formula itself was a CD-ROM set. There was no software or there was no online video. There was like, you know, YouTube was starting to be new and to host it was really hard so it was a time when yeah there weren't there weren't a lot of courses out there anyway and those you did yeah you had to buy on a cd or a dvd or something like that so i was using it for a product uh my our board game called wildcraft and we still sell it and yeah then then that's how it started but then of course i began a journey of all kinds of online education
0: after that sure so you literally googled how to launch a product and you saw one of his google ads way back mm-hmm. in like 2006 or something exactly so you ordered that? Do you have any any memory of like how much it cost back then? Yeah, it was a thousand dollars, and it's only
1: gone up, like it's only doubled that in the last right. you know, eighteen years. I was whatever. thinking it was going to be 15. like thir-
0: thirty nine bucks or something.
1: No, it was a thousand. It was a lot, and it's my wife who was co founder of the company with me and we've been together 25 years and it was one of those moments where like, Oh gosh, we put this on the credit card? We just got all these games. Like, this seems like a good thing. My wife's like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Just do it. It'll, it'll work. I'm like, okay. And so I put that you know credit card and got the. as soon as it arrived in the doorstep, I ripped open those CDs and started CD ROMs. And they were like Camtasia presentations in CD ROMs. And I started going through them and applying them because I had, you know, I had a list. I happen to have a list of like maybe fifteen hundred people or something, and I put out to them, you know, hey, I've got this board game, and there were crickets, and then I just went did the simple sequences in the in the formula, and then a couple weeks later, came out with it again and sold like six
0: hundred and fifty or something like that. So I was like, oh, this works. (laughs) Yeah, and fast forward to today, it's no secret that product launch formula works and has worked for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But why didn't you Google? how to launch a product before those 1500 board games arrived.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I ask my list if they wanted a board game? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? That's a really good question. I I think that uh, I don't think that much ahead. Yeah. I kind of act instinctually. Like we had this idea for this board game and, uh, you know, I had one playing board games with my kids and then my wife put it together and it just seemed like the right thing to do. I'm like, why wouldn't you want this? And so, you know, and then I just put it together and then I didn't really think about selling it. I just, I just, I got them and I, I was like, well, of course people are going to want it, to own it mm-hmm. and buy it. And
0: yeah. <laughs> please, please understand that there is zero judgment in that question. Like, <laughs> like I do everything correctly. Like I, I totally get why you waited. Cause then it was real. Like you had these and it's like, wait, you know, I got to figure out the right approach to actually selling these. And sometimes it's hard to think through all the steps that it's going to take, especially when you're not just like some savvy business, you know, business person, you've been doing business your whole life.
1: Yeah. See, I hadn't, you know, like I'm a creative person. I I had made a theater company and, you know, 'cause, cause I was more interested in the plays and like the production. I like putting things together. I like making products. Like that's, that's what I enjoy doing. And I didn't have any business... Background or skills. I mean, I even did this in college once. I was trying to make some extra cash, and I ordered these T-shirts to sell in dorms. And I think like you know, five hundred T-shirts or whatever it was, two hundred maybe, arrived to my dorm to sell these things. And I'm like, that's a lot of T-shirts. And I had to figure out how to sell. So I just (laughs) started going and figured out all kinds of different ways to sell the T-shirts. But uh,
0: yeah, I'm not great at thinking ahead about what the future
1: consequences will (laughs) be.
0: Well, let's see I think it's worked out fairly well for you. Um, I have an instinct
1: <laughs> yeah I so am a good said, marketer but in hindsight
0: <laughs> yeah. well, if you're a good marketer and you can create products then that's you know that's that's a large mm-hmm. part of the equation. Yeah. so you said you had an email list of about 1500 mm-hmm. people to 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 apply the product launch formula mm-hmm. to, to sell these board games. But I mean, were you selling anything else prior to the board games? Like, what was your motivation for even starting the MLS to begin with?
1: Yes, exactly. So in 2005, I launched Learning Herbs, and the original idea that the thing I was trying to sell was—and I still, when we still sell—is something called the Herbal Remedy Kit, which was like everything you would need in a box to get started making herbal remedies, like giving you the bottles, the the little bags of herbs pre-measured to make it as easy as possible. And so I launched Learning Herbs. And I was using a system um, back then called Site Build It or SiteSell or something like that. And they encouraged you to that then it, there were you know, easy lists, they called them, right? To have an easy, which is basically, you know, have this little box on your site, people sign up and send them like a newsletter. And so anybody who had purchased our product or came to the website basically would get on that list. And that's how it was built. So at that point, you know, when I got Product launch formulas, like maybe two one to two years into the business. And so I had a product. And that's that I started. And it was like just luck, you know? Like I didn't know that this was a list or called a list or whatever. It was just like, oh, I happen to have one of these because that's what these people said I should do.
0: <laughs> well, how successful was that product before the board games?
1: Well, it was a slow start, uh, the herbal kit. Like I would, you know, we'd sell 10 a month or something like that early on. And but that that grew and it's just like I started learning rooms for a little to make a little extra cash. I was in acupuncture school and I had had an acupuncture practice actually for about seven, eight years, a little bit after that. And during uh, school, I helped start a nonprofit school. And so, and I was going to acupuncture school and I had two kids. So when you start a nonprofit, uh, when you're working in a nonprofit and my heart and soul is in that nonprofit starting, you know, it's really hard to go get a different job when you've built something. It's kind of like building your own business, but it just happens to not make much money. <laughs> and so I really was, I was the marketing kind of organizer brain in that wilderness school. And so we were, you know, we weren't doing too well financially because of the choices. So we—I was using was on food stamps. or doing like you know had the EBT card. We go to the food bank, things like that. Because so I was trying to raise these two kids, and you know two little little ones. They're they're adults now, but they're they're babies and at, at the time, and going. You know, I was trying to become an acupuncturist, do all these things. So I needed a little extra cash, and you know I was thinking I could mow lawns or I could go do weights and tables. I don't know. Work at a. And I just couldn't get something that would fit in my schedule. And then I, I online stuff was new uh, at that time. He was talking 2005, people selling stuff. So I had the idea for this kit. I didn't even think it would be something I would sell online. I just thought it was some product that I was making. I had no idea that I was starting a business. And, <laughs> and uh, I made this product. And then I showed some people. And they were like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then one day, uh, somebody said, oh, you should have a website for that. And I was like, oh, right. And you should have told me about that site. So place and then I the company and I started building the website then putting it on there and that began the journey of you know trying to learn how to you know s- sell something online because I had to learn copywriting I had to learn a lot of stuff I mean I have a bit of a natural knack for marketing and put stuff together it's just what I've always done I mean I even like when I was 10 years old had an Atari 800 in 1980, 81 in that area. And I had a BDS and I was posting content online when I was 10 years old. I'm 52. And for over, so for over 40 years, I've been posting content online. <laughs> you know, it's wow. just, I mean, I did, I did that when I was like, you know, young, preteen, and then I didn't do it for a long, long time. But then I picked it back up when the internet was happening.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's wild. And, and obviously, you know, starting an online business is A lot easier today, but there's far more competition. Obviously, yeah. So, so, so many more tools than I mean. I started in 2013. I can only imagine 2005, 2006, uh, or 1980, or whatever. (laughs) Whenever this truly did start,
1: it was just for some extra cash. And even the board game, like it wasn't a business, like like something that was paying for everything. And it wasn't until I had the idea and started the membership site, which was um, regular monthly income. That it started to like appear like a stable business and became one, and then because I was the only one working, doing everything, uh, which is the story of most people, probably, and a lot of people listening have had that story at some point that they were the only one doing it. You know, I didn't have to pay other people, and I was in a different tax bracket. I didn't have as many expenses, so it didn't take much for it to be a living. And then for me to go, oh wow, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, and I did have that acupuncture practice for a while, but it didn't take long for the acupuncture practice to be sort of optional income, whereas the the, the income was really coming from the online business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it only took like, and the in the, th- in the third year, I did the membership site. It only took like an, within a year after that that it was
0: like, oh, this is my job. So the so the product. Progress was the kit and then the board game and then the membership. And then the membership site. Herb Mentor. Yeah, which is still to this day our Herb, the, Yeah, herb, herb, herb mentor, the, the same name. The, the heart of the site. <laughs> the heart okay. of the business. So do you remember way back then like wrestling in your head, should I should or at least just like an online course where people will pay one time or should I do like a monthly membership? Do mm. you remember having that conversation yeah, at all? I
1: do. Again, it was it goes back to the technology at the time. So let's see, before Jeff um started regular live events. He did his first product launch formula live in 2008 or seven or eight. I'm not sure. And I went to that. And and at that point, the buzz on the street was this sort of um, membership site technology, um, mm. kind of plug and play. It's brand new. There was suddenly a couple of, uh, maybe two options for you to do this. Again, video was hard to do online course software hadn't happened there'd been no kajabi yet right for example people like the kajabi was really the first to um kind of show what we're used to as the modern membership site i mean not so much maybe how exactly how kajabi looks like today but then like where you have Mm -hmm. the video a little description a little download button the plug and play login stuff all that was um hadn't happened yet so Membership sites were the buzz on the street. And so what what it was then is I was able to you know, do this, this software, people could log in and I could have special content and newsletters. I could have a forum in there and, you know, video was happening, but it was, it was really, really hard. Like you, you shot it and you had the little, there, you know, the, the video was, there wasn't any, um, chips in the cameras to record on like SD cards, you know, it was tape and the tape had to run into your iMovie and then I edited my iMovie. And then I had this little special software that would allow like to download it just so where, where, where it could show online. <laughs> You know, it was like a process, but I had enough of a tech mind to figure it out. And so I did post like videos and still the idea of doing courses wasn't on their own, wasn't in people's minds as much than to host them online. So that's why the membership site, I started with that. And I did kind of make little courses in there, like your little Mm -hmm. basic intro to how to use herbs called herbal basics, which is still posted in my current herb mentor site as a course in there. And so for courses, I did. So I had that going for a couple of years. So let's say we're like we're at 2010 at this point, point. and I'm 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 still you know have maybe you know, 500 or so or mentor members selling some games, selling some kits. Our family's making a living, and then I had met uh, the late great Andy Jenkins. At one of these marketing events, maybe at Jeff Walker's—I don't know—and I was traveling to San Diego with my family. You know, we did like a Legoland trip to take the kids down there, and and then it wasn't like as big of a deal to shoot a text out to somebody like Andy Jenkins. And I was like, "Hey, Andy, I met you at the Jeff Walker," blah, blah, blah. and he got back, and so we hung out at the hotel I was staying, and he uh, lived in La Jolla, and I was—that's where that's where I was—and in in that San Diego area. And he met, he, he was gracious, very gracious and came out and had a beer with me. And he had sold some courses then. And, uh, like they, again, there were like the CD ROM packet courses and things like that. And he told me of something coming, this thing called Kajabi. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, no way. And he showed me like some like pictures or what it looked like and stuff like that. And he didn't, I don't think he was a main founder, but he was very involved in the team to release it and market it, you know? And, um, you know way before he did you know cartra and all that so i i immediately i was, I, I got to get on the beta list for this i immediately went and and designed a course and i would pay herbalists like ones that had a name that were out there online doing something that i thought people would find appealing and then nobody knew how to make their own websites and online courses. So it was easy for someone to say, yeah, sure, John, I'll, I'll do this course with you and then, you know, give them a percentage of the launch. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I planned that with an herbalist and I made the course, I got into Kajabi beta and literally the day Kajabi launched officially to the world, like the day I was literally launching my course on Kajabi. Wow. as a beta user, like I was like right in there and then that was really successful. And so then all of a sudden I had a new way of making income. So I had the kid and the game, which I still sell Herb mentor still do. And then I, then I kind of began this, um, let's say 10 year journey of doing a lot of different online courses by themselves in that model where I would work with an herbalist, pick, give them a cut and then release that. So that became like another arm. And then, and that way I was able to do even larger launches and uh, grow the company, which meant more team and learning about teams and. You know and becoming a real company like i you know for a long time i've had the coo i have right now and she runs all the business stuff so even though still not the best visitors i got somebody else doing all that and looking after everything and doing you know all, the, all that sort of stuff um to keep us like and you know, we completely function like a real business at this
0: point it took a while but we got there <laughs> so when you when you launch a new course like that like would, would it be just available for free for the members or would they get a discount or was that completely separate from the herb mentor membership
1: yeah that that okay so this is this is cool i kind of i did both i had two ways of doing courses sometimes i would hear really cool content out there and i would be like people have to hear this my members were really like this and so often what i did was recorded in audio because doing something visually can be hard you know, like, and otherwise you're in a video, maybe they're a talking head or whatever. So I would do audio courses mostly.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's hard to teach piano with just audio, John. Right, 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 right. You got to have video for something. But there were like conceptual
1: things. So I would put content like that, that was a little easier to make. I would pay the herbalist outright. Like, one, you know, just for their time. And then I would post that content and there would be a certain kind of course inside of Herb Mentor. You know, there weren't the big fancier ones or the bigger ones. And then for like the ones that involved a lot of visuals, it took a lot of my energy and money and time to produce. Those would be the ones that would kind of be the ones that I would launch by themselves. So because it's economics in a way, you know, like, cause I, I couldn't get paid back really if I put the fancy ones inside the membership site. So that's kind of what i what I did. Cool.
0: So thanks for the uh, the Kajabi story that's that's really interesting. I mean the you know I got started in 2013 and one of the hardest things for me at the time was just figuring out how to do the whole just like like password protected course membership thing mm-hmm. and and Kajabi existed at the time, but yeah. I, I, I didn't find it kajabi wasn't on my list and like googling around and just trying to find different solutions i ended up going with a wordpress route with some plugin and it wasn't great but the options were very very limited and even something like kajabi which is so prominent today mm-hmm. um I, like i couldn't even find it and
1: and and there was this time like kajabi was going fine for a while but then kajabi version one was long getting long in the tooth and i was having problems and i actually knew uh, acquaintance from, from being, seeing, meeting the conferences, like Kenny and Travis, the founders of Kajabi, Kenny, mm-hmm. I don't know about Travis, like Kenny's definitely still there today. And they weren't sure when a new version, like to meet my, my needs. Cause I'm really picky technically in design, you know, and stuff, as you see from my site, like that's really important to me to have mm-hmm. a great design and just part of what I like. And so, uh, it was going to be some time. I didn't know when they were going to come out with the new one. So then I basically, yeah, I went to WordPress at that point. I had started with a full time WordPress person because I could afford it by then. And we redid all our sites in WordPress solutions, which we still do to this day. And I, you know, sometimes I fantasize about <laughs> like, you're so very simpler if I just put everything back on your job because <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> WordPress could have so many problems. But I just love WordPress that I can make it look like anything I want. If I want to put this button here, that button there, I can just like update it. And there's, you know, costs a little more, but I get my design
0: needs met. (laughs) I share that sentiment completely. We are on WordPress today with with Piano in 21 days, but Mm -hmm. we haven't been, like I started on WordPress, now we're on WordPress now, but there's a middle, several year middle section where we weren't on WordPress. And now with, you know, I've got my, my second brand, which this podcast falls under where I help people with courses and we run everything here in Kajabi because of the reason you said, like, it's just, yeah, it's great simpler it's not <laughs> as customizable too
1: nowadays that are good too yeah. i'm sure it used to be like this one better than this or what software solutions that i use and now it's just like ah, eh, there's tons of good ones just choose one and that you that yeah. you like and, and i think the number one thing though is always make sure whatever solution you're doing and we run into this problem still from time to time because sometimes there's solutions you just is 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 how responsive or is their customer support like because you're going to have problems no matter what it is and if and do they get back to you right away and, yeah and that is so key you know it's why I use entreport it's why I, I use as my key thing like my, my key CRM and why you know and I know Kajabi was really good at at, mm. at when I was there anyway, they were very good. I'm sure that hasn't stopped. And I'm sure there's a lot of great solutions for the, what you're ever, your your p- listeners are using out there. Just the main thing is like, when something breaks, do you have help? Because when you're in the middle of a launch or you're in the middle of something and it's like, ah, you know, I, I, I have headphones on here. You can't see it here, Jacques, but I have a lot less hair than I used to. And I attribute <laughs> 50% of the hair loss to my children and 50% of my hair loss to the software um problems
0: <laughs> in the last 18 years of business. <laughs> I hear you and and look the customer support is really important but I feel like that's actually one of the disadvantages to the WordPress solution cuz what I find is mm. you've got to reach out to like that individual plugin company or that individual theme company and mm. the first thing they always say do is like okay you got to disable all the other plugins yeah. so we can isolate if it's just like a plugin conflicting yeah. issue.
1: Yeah, I don't recommend like that it's a really catch 22 situation cuz wordpress is of course a lot cheaper to start with and if there's not a lot of business coming in then that's a good place to start but right as it grows like unless you are an expert or have access or have someone on hand like i have a person on my team who's full time tech and wordpress so when something breaks I, he just takes care of it i don't even know how to work my own site anymore you know <laughs> but uh you know it, so I, I, that's why i'm a big fan of the hosted solutions for most people, and especially after they get a few bit. And then people don't realize is that you can start with the WordPress theme and putting some YouTube videos or whatever's the easiest, cheapest thing to get going. Yeah, Do a launch or two. And when you have some income coming in, then go and buy Kajabi or whatever it is you like. I'm not trying to be, I'm not an, I'm not trying to, that's just the one I know about and use. So there's other ones now too. I don't want to just like, you know, single out Kajabi, but, but yeah. And I think that because you can move things, you can move text in videos. It's not hard.
0: So yeah. Dude, you're, spe- you're speaking my language because a couple of years ago, I went through a really deep dive of all the options out there. You know, there's like you said, there's a lot of good ones. I'll argue that there's actually a lot of bad ones too. Um, yeah, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's okay.
1: No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diss anybody. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'll say it. Teachable is horrible. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. That lo- I would never use it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you can still run a very successful online course business with yeah. teachable. You just need more things. It's a, it's a whole thing, but I did a big deep dive. Cause I want, cause I was on ClickFunnels, long story that I won't go into right now. And there <laughs> you can
1: see the look on my face at the
0: podcast <laughs> listeners. can. I was on I was on ClickFunnels for years, and there was a time where it served really well. Yeah, but their yeah. course platform was just very la- like they just wouldn't update it. It was very basic, so I needed mm-hmm. to serve my people better, mm-hmm. and so I went through a deep dive because I was actually choosing something new for my piano business, and that's a big theme on this podcast. Is I'm just mm-hmm. sharing what's happening a lot of times behind the scenes, with, with, with what's happening in my piano course business, and I went through everything, and I almost picked Kajabi, and I ended up picking. The WordPress solution using LearnDash and and Buddy Boss, mm-hmm. um, because primarily because of the just the features and customization I could do,
1: but they could get so bloated that software inside of a WordPress environment. Like if you're not using everything in a Buddy Boss or whatever, you know, I think it's fine and it's great, but it's like I just like to keep it as streamlined as possible.
0: I agree. Wow. So we're still we're still there a couple years later, a year and a half later, we're still there. My students still love it, but it's you know we've had problems. You know different plugins stop working or stop interacting with That's each right. other. And so what happened is I did, you know a lot of people were curious to to hear what I would end up going with, possibly follow follow me and I noticed that almost nobody went the route that I that I ended up picking. <laughs> and at first I'm like, "Wait, what what's going did on? We, I thought you guys are- We are twin souls here, man. (laughs) I know. So I was like, I thought you guys trusted me. What's happening? And I realized like, it's just for for 99.5% of people, WordPress is actually not a great way to go. And you've laid out some of those reasons very well already. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I wasn't serving people very well by recommending this solution to that 90, you know, there is still that fringe 0.5% of people who are pretty techie, who do want a lot of customization and that it still can be a good fit for. And so I went back to the drawing board and ended up choosing Kajabi for, you know, my second brand, this business. Mm-hmm. And so I can now, because I, I hate, I don't recommend anything I'm not actually using. And so now I use, I use both for for one for each of my brands. And so Kajabi is still my top choice as far as the all-in-one you yeah. know, package platforms go. But like, I'm not, I'm not a Kajabi OG or like, I mean, you don't use it today, but you are one of those. I'm, I'm actually a fairly recent convert to Kajabi over the past, you know, just like six months or so. And it's, um, they have awesome support. They do a lot, you know, the, the big, the big difference between say a teachable and a Kajabi is teachable. You can host a course there and that's about it. And with uh, Kajabi, you can, um, you can do just so much more. You can build funnels, you can build websites, you yes. can build landing pages, you can have your, you know, I was gonna say Word that's, that. that's something to think about too.
1: That's something to think about too. And and actually an earlier optimized press is a WordPress plugin that was created right around the time Kajabi came out. It's sort of like, I wanna say it's kind of like Seemed like it was a bit of a, you know, Kajabi ripoff in a way at the time it started as. But I actually think it's an excellent software when it comes to funnels and launches and things like that. And I use that for a lot of my marketing part. And they do have funnel software and a lot of stuff in there now. And it's pretty solid, like, you know, hardly ever have any tech problems. And that's kind of like the one, if you're going to do courses, you're going to do actually anything here, you know, related to courses from the marketing to the membership part, I would recommend. That one company in an optimized price is because it, I hardly ever have issues, you know, and, mm. and it's, and, and it has everything you need. And It is a less expensive way to go for people if they can't um, afford that. But what I was going to say, I remember now is like one of my big problems in course making was that I would c- come up with the idea for the product, as as you saw, like for the board game or for this thing, you know, whatever. And and then I find that the software couldn't do everything I wanted. And then I get frustrated because I would try to, you know, talk to the people on the software company, try all these different ways to make the thing do what I want it to do. And that just leads you down like crazy road so the best thing to do is to look at the software you're using and try to make whatever it is you're making fit in with the, the features that you can do and then you won't get then you won't get driven crazy by all the things that you can't do <laughs> but who, nobody likes to be limited john that's, i know I right? want, that's I want, why I, I do wordpress i know yeah, that's the thing exactly. i made too i have too many products at too many varying degrees of complication to um to have just one solution unfortunately
0: so you've been you've been in business a, a long time online pro- probably the the longest of anybody on this podcast uh really? before. So like with all that experience and knowledge like let's 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 pretend for a second that like the the past doesn't exist and like it's 2022 mm. and if knowing what you know today if like you came up with the idea for um for learning herbs today like what would be some of the steps you would take to make it a real thing? Hmm. <laughs>
1: You know it grew, it grew so slowly over time um, that it's so hard to say like I think the number one thing of the business that makes the heartbeat I mean the thing that makes it exist at all is the community and is the the people out there and the connection I you have to them. So I developed the connection to the community and I and I like to call it a community and when I communicate with them, I email them, I don't blast them you don't want to <laughs> blast people. I hate when people say like I'm going to send an email blast. <laughs> you want to be blasted? I don't want to be blasted. You know, I just want to connect with my community uh with the, that tribe so to speak that you know some one word people sometimes use. And so I think the first thing would be finding the best way to do that, to build a, a following of people who are interested in what I want to do or what I want to say and I'd have a conversation with them and to kind of figure out what would be the best you know, product or whatever to start with. I don't know. Like I I designed two two products before I even had a conversation. And then those two products turned out to be successful. I got lucky, you know, those were those are good ones because I had come out with products in the last couple of years that I thought were as good of us ideas. And they didn't turn out to be what I thought they were going to be and they didn't work. And I think it was because I didn't have a conversation first with the audience out there. Because after all this time, as large as our community is you know they're there for a particular reason, and even though I, I had herbal, an herbal product, a couple herbal products that we did that were herbal related, it wasn't on target with the reason why they're on my list in the first place. So I think that the the product you need to do has to really be on target with the desires of the people who are signing up on your list. You know that's the faster way, and I don't know what that product can be, but don't be limited to. A course, for example, like I know this is about online courses, but you forget that there's a lot of ways to teach and a lot of ways to have quote unquote courses. My herbal kit is a course. It's a it's a physical product. It's a course. The board game is a course. It's teaching you through fun and play. I have mm-hmm. a a video course that, um, when I did and I, I give credit to this idea to Will Hamilton, my friend from, he has a tennis website called fuzzy yellow balls. He's,
0: you know, Will Hamilton. Oh, Oh, he's a good friend. Oh man. I'm going to have to ask for a connection. He's, you know, he was, you know, this, obviously he was featured in, uh, in in jeff walker's stuff too well we're, we we will and i have been in jeff's mastermind for 11 12
1: years together wow so we still each other, see each other a few times a year so he had this uh, you know, idea for these playbooks and they're brilliant and she checked those out and basically I, ha- I made a little playbook where basically it's various simple lessons and you can hold a qr code you know on your phone and then the video pops up in the book you know so you don't have to log into the course which is pretty cool um Pretty cool method. And I think he has really redefined, you know, courses. So because I don't really like to think in courses anymore. And I'll explain that in a minute. And oh, we have Herb Fairies, which is a children's book series, but it also has an online component where parents can download. Activity sheets and worksheets and coloring pages. That's a course, but it's really a kid's book set. So I like to do courses kind of disguised like things that don't feel like work, they don't feel like courses. And we also have a few books out. And of course, people like that's gives social proof. Hey, I've got these best-selling books. But what I've been doing, because I noticed that during COVID, during the pandemic, uh, quarantine, because there's still a pandemic and they're still going (laughs) during the time when we were. More at home, a lot more people were online. And I found that, you know, there's a lot of folks like you telling people, like, hey, you could make an online course. And uh, there became a lot, there's a lot of people out there doing that. And a lot of people realized they could do that. So they took their businesses online. And I think one of the effects of that was a lot of information saturation online with people, the amount of time they could spend on Zoom or spend in front of a screen. So I'd been doing it at that point for 16 years, and so it's just like, oh, this is changing. You know the way people are consuming information because of the way this is happening. So I've changed my course a little bit, which I could tell you about, which I'm doing now more. But it doesn't mean that other people have to do. It. It's just what I'm choosing to do.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's. There's a couple of threads that I want to come back to, but yeah. let's let's. I, I want to hear about that right now. So tell hey, me what changes you made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so I found that even though I not saying I won't do like launch another single online course again. Sometimes I do like relaunch some other ones that I've had before, but for me personally, where I have a business that I have a lot of products and my team isn't so big right now, like, and, and I have to really look at what's, what's gone, what, like what mostly makes me unique because a lot of people out there started making online courses in herbs and home remedies because that's the only way they could you know make money right that they were like because they couldn't do their live classes anymore and the technology got easier and easier too so there's a lot of people doing it. and i think that's great was, i mean i i really want there to be more herbalists and people using plants for medicine and food medicine out there i mean that's my our goal so i i like that there's a lot more people teaching out there that that warms my heart i really do i really love that and so what i then have to think is like what am i best at and what's going to make my business unique where i can like just do what i'm doing and and they can do what they're doing and we can all coexist cuz i like to do the things i like to do very unique learning opportunities that nobody else has done like the board game put us on a map like like when i came out with the board game all of a sudden i'm in all these catalogs and websites, along with other people's books. And I wasn't an author. is because it was such a unique product that people wanted to carry. It's sort of in. Oh, we're the board game people. So when I did a podcast or something like that years ago, people would suddenly start to notice, oh yeah, the board game people. I'm going gonna, gonna to do that. So um, overall, I decided that in my business, I was going to... like, What am I great at if nobody else has is, is our membership site, which is our mentor. So... Because there's 15 plus years of content in there. And there's just it, it's just a great site and resource. There's really nothing else out there like it still. Even there are other membership sites in my niche, but it takes them so long to catch up with the amount of great stuff we have on there. So I decided, like, I'm just going to focus on doing webinars and give people a special offer often, like do it every month or two to join the membership site. And so I decided to grow the membership. Now, I do like making courses. They're fun for me to produce. And I have a new one that I just finished producing that's coming out in a few weeks, an audio-based one. And I put a lot of my former courses inside the membership site. I put a lot of the new ones are all going in. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a site with a ton of amazing courses that you're getting all of it for one low price. It's not that dissimilar from just a Netflix model where you don't go, you could go buy the DVDs of all the movies on Netflix, or you could just pay them, you know, 20 bucks a month or whatever it is to have access to all of them. And so it doesn't mean you're going to watch every movie on Netflix, right? You don't log into Netflix thinking, oh, I gotta watch everything on here. And so I try to say that right away to people. I'm like, yeah, you might be a little overwhelmed with those content in here, but I display it in a really pleasing and simple format. And I also tell people right off the bat, this isn't about learning everything. You're never going to learn everything. So just find what's interesting to you and work on that. And while you're doing that, we're here for you. And I make it a really low price. It's affordable for anyone. And that's, that's, that's my strategy. So my new strategy is grow the membership site and continue to sell our board game, our children's products, and our kit, which we do as well, and our books. Yeah.
0: I think um, the least amount of things to focus on, the better in general, yeah, for for that's better right. it got for crazy, better results.
1: Right. It got crazy. Yeah. I had
0: a team of fifteen
1: people at one time, and it got really stressful. And it was like, you know, and then what happened? It was that like some of these uh, the herbalists I was working, they were getting royalties from some of the the products, would rely on that for their paycheck. And then what if I couldn't launch it that year? You know, because I was got too busy. And then they'd be like, oh, bummer. And that kind of started working against me. Um, so I wanted to like eliminate a lot of the ex- external stresses I was having. And I mm-hmm. simplified the team. I simplified what we're doing. And that's, that's I think, uh, important to realize that because you, you know, there's endless work. There's always going to be tons to do. And you really have to decide what it is that you want to do, what you're going to be good at and do what you're good at. Like, so, I mean, I love Jacques that, I mean, I know you have, this the the you know you're teaching like on this podcast people how to make courses and stuff but like yourself and our mutual friend that is a client of yours it's like you can go really really deep with one course and what i love about like piano in 21 days is that a course like that is a there's the promises in the title and it it just (laughs) pain point and the promise and everything is in the title and you could make a living off of one simple course easily. You could go over to Learning Herbs and look at it, and you're, you're going to find it dizzying. And I hope nobody listening goes, "Oh God, I got to do all that to have an online business." Mind you, that was over 18 years, and I'm I, I can't stop creating things. That's just the kind of person I am. Like I, it's my favorite part of it. But if you look at Jeff Walker, for example, I mean, he has coaching programs and stuff for advanced people, and he has his book. But he's for the same amount of time, his he has one course. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You and know? like the book, the book, I'm sure the main goal of the book is to get more people yeah. into the course, um, mm-hmm. you know, reach more people. And, and then that's it's a, a very funnel. simple funnel. And then, and then the, those who are in the course may
1: come to a live event or an online live event. And then from there, he has coaching programs for people who want to go really deep. And that's what I have been in myself because I have found that that really helped me and that community really helps me and, uh, keeps me knowing what's out there. And I, I'm not saying that you know for he necessarily promoting like his his thing, but there's a lot of great people who have you know programs, and and I think that it's great to find a little mastermind or a little community if you're out there at some point when you're making a course, because um, I mean I even know people who just gone to conferences and made their own little mastermind with people they've met at the conference, and have kept those going for years, and that's helped them have someone to touch in with and encourage each other and challenge each other because it can get lonely out there when you're the only person (laughs) that you know that is doing this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, I I heard somebody say recently that all all courses, like uh, online programs have a shelf life and that's why you've got to create lots of them. And I couldn't disagree with that more. I thought that was horrible advice. It um, is lo- it is. Look at you; it's you how, got the same product. Well courses. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. If it's a crap course, then maybe that's true. Yeah, and I've had those. And
1: sometimes your first few courses might be crap. I mean, you you play piano, you know, songwriters. I I had a CD out once years ago, and I wrote used to write songs, and I think my first two hundred songs I wrote were crap, and I would never <laughs> they would never do the let even the CD I did, I'd only like maybe, let people listen to three of those songs. You know, still mm-hmm. to this day. <laughs> but sometimes you can, I mean, even if you make piano, say you made piano in 21 days and you were like, that's really good. And two years later, you're like, oh, I don't like it anymore. It doesn't mean you have to stop making piano in 21 days. You could just do a new version of it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You could get yeah. a better camera. I don't know. Like Jeff's redone product launch formula. Like he redoes it every time he, he puts so much right. heart into it. One of his secrets is he redoes it live every year. Right. Because the internet keep, for him, the internet keeps changing. And so he might have to do that. Maybe you have to do it less often, but even the herbal courses that I did that I sold outside of, they're really good courses. And so they're inside of Herb Mentor now because I don't want them to disappear. You know, like I want them to still be available for people because I think that like, you know, all but like two of the courses of the 20 courses I've probably made over the last years have been, you know, I think I don't like anymore and I don't want people seeing them, you know, or listen to them because, you know, because they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of them are great and people have access to them all.
0: Yeah, I think updating updating like the course and the content when necessary is is part of it, but also updating the offer, just like in oh. terms of overall what somebody's getting. Piano in 21 days, like I've re recorded the course itself six times. Just because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I want it to be as good as possible. And then mm-hmm. like I'll recall record it, I'll make a new version. I'm like this is the best thing I've ever made. And then like a year later, I'll look at it, I'm like, oh, this is crap. You know, and so I put it on the <laughs> calendar to redo it. But then I think it's important to constantly re- revisit the actual offer we're putting out there and I think it's interesting what you said much earlier in the conversation about memberships how way back in the day like memberships were the thing like nobody was really thinking about like an online course itself it was like this recurring model this membership thing mm-hmm. and then I feel like the past you know many years have been more about the online course itself and I feel like the whole membership model and and sometimes people call it like mastermind or I, there's plenty of terms but that's kind of coming back to the forefront these days, where people will mm-hmm. you can go deeper and you can have deeper connections and impact people more. And in return, you're they're they're on the hook for more of a a monthly retainer, if you will, than just paying for something one time.
1: Well, a membership site, you know, can be a lot of different things because the thing is like what happened between like early on, it was harder be actually because people weren't used to paying for something monthly. Now, because of Netflix and all the video streaming services and everything else in our life, people are used to doing monthly fees. So it's it's not as... But then the barrier then becomes like people might say, oh, gosh, I don't want to do another monthly fee. But if it's something they're passionate about, they will, especially if it's really good. I'm friends with um, (laughs) Reed Tracy, who is uh, CEO of Hay House, and we have our books with Hay House. And, and people would, he, he would say like, yeah, people come up to me all the time and say, oh, you know, read, how do I get on the New York times of a solo list? And he go, well, the first thing you want to do is write a really good book that people want to read. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, and so you have to forget that Like you got to make a really good, something really awesome that people want, you know, that solves a problem that, that can bring a transformation for people right and then like and if you're doing that it could be as simple as you're you know, I'm paying you every month for To make it simple, like originally the membership sites were like, there wasn't a lot of information out there. So my Herb Mentor inside was like an aggregate. Like I would find all the stuff I could and I'd put it in Herb Mentor because nobody knew how to find anything. But if you joined Herb Mentor, you could find it. Then it became the opposite where it was like, there's so much information and it's easy to find. Now I'm paying you just to make it easy for me. Now I'm paying you because I want the easy button. You know, I'm paying you because just tell me what I need to know. I'm paying you because I can trust that you're that you've vetted everything that you've, you know, done your best job. That also we have a forum that's been active this whole time, even in with Facebook. I mean, we made the forum before there was Facebook. There wasn't no Facebook when I started Urban Enter. Right? <laughs> Imagine that. Don't even know what the word social media was. And and that forum's still going. And it's I've upgraded the software several times, and it's the engine of it is circle.so it's embedded inside my WordPress site. Um, there's lots of options you can do but uh, a lot of people like that the fact that it's not on social it's a, it's a topic people don't you know like a lot of people when they want to talk about something they're really interested in they don't want like all their friends and everyone to know what they're in and commenting on and so I kind of provides a private space. I think yeah. there's a place for that. And so that's really important but it doesn't have to have a forum. In fact, I don't ever recommend you start with a forum because you need serious momentum and a larger amount of people like in your in your community to really make that go to really make that go. So you might start with you might, you might just have a Facebook community, a group or something to begin with or something outside of it. And then add that feature later. But you could add one piece of content a month to a membership site, or you could do, you know, as you grow, you could you could do more. It doesn't have to be a lot. It's not about the amount of information. It's about the transformation that they're going to have and the pain point that you are offering to them. It used to be the pain point was I want to know about everything about herbs and uh, I can't figure it out. Let me join Herbs. Or now it's like, how can you make this easy for me? I'm overwhelmed. So that's my thing. I always say now, all all my progress is like. Their internet's overwhelming and it's full of, you know, information you can't trust. And that's absolutely true. Like, oh my God, I could scroll through a Facebook feed and 80% of the stuff I see in, in my niche is just false information and it drives me nuts. So I have a really easy, you know, people are just so lazy faire about it. like, oh, just take this, this, this herb and this buy my thing and it's going to cure your sleep or whatever and it's such bs <laughs> and it's not how you use herbs so if you want to you know how to use them correctly and not be overwhelmed that's why we exist and so see what i did there it's like i just said that's why uh, that
0: makes the case for why you want to you know
1: join our community
0: do you have anybody you've been going for so long do you have anybody that had signed up originally years ago that's still around
1: oh yeah oh yeah We have a lot of OG members that are still here and learning, you know, I mean, there's all different kinds of situations for people, you know, some people, it's just a skill they're learning for a while and then they move on to new skills and they know it. But other people, there's people that it's their life, you know, like learning about plants and it's, it's, it's part of nature and learning about nature is endless. You never can learn it all. And if you have a passion for that one area, then why not? You know, it's, and I make, and and part of that's in the pricing, you know, I make it really, available to people like my thing is like me as john gallagher like on the internet is i never said that i was the expert i never said that i'm the guru or the 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 person out you know that knows everything i've always been like the host of the show like when i grew up watching talk shows i was at the you know towards the end of johnny carson and david letterman was the hip thing when i was a teenager right and so i always kind of like so I know that dates myself, but I'm just like, I'm that Johnny Carson of, cause I think he's classy and I liked, you know, his style and David Letterman and all. And so I just like be the host of the show and I bring in the experts. Therefore, I feel that the pricing is like from, you know, I, I always say 14, it says fourteen ninety nine a month at the current time or 97 for a year. And, but when I do my, my launches or, which is usually just a, a webinar, I'll run a, a cool topic, you know, like a, we have a couple coming up, one on the immune system, one about stress and sleep, you know, things like that that you'd be really interested in because maybe you have that issue. And you join then and I say, hey, 50% off for our monthly, it's $7.99 ongoing if you join now. Simple as that. You take half off. And that's the offer. But you might be listening and you might be like a super expert in your field. Like you might be like uh PhD in something, or you might be where that might work against you having something so low priced. And it might you might want to work with less people, you know, and so maybe you might charge forty seven a month or ninety seven a month. It really depends on your level of expertise and the demand and and whatnot. So I've paid as high as a couple hundred a month for membership sites, because sure. uh, I valued uh, that, you know, um, what what the transformation was going to be. It was worth it to me. So right uh, again, like I guess advice is like just don't this like copy other people you see doing stuff out there because you have your own unique path and your own unique pricing structure and your own unique thing that you're going to offer.
0: So that's the, that's kind of the, the urgency and the funnel that you've got going on is I can go to your site now and I can enroll, you know, roughly mm-hmm. 15 bucks a month, but you do these mm-hmm. webinars every now and then, and you're like literally half price for life. They can get in if yeah. they do it by a certain time. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. Just join,
1: join, join during the webinar. I use webinar, uh, excuse me every, every webinar and I know there's other ones now it's just the one I've used for a long time and was, so, so every know, and webinar I... would be would be not live are you, are you doing these live yeah, or not I don't I, okay so that's a really good thing too and 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 mentioned and and yes it depends on the person like when I do webinars like the ones I'm about to do and I have a higher stake like I, I'm gonna um, like do two for my membership site coming up in September. And I want to get like a thousand, two thousand members. I'd be really, really happy to get that amount of members, right? And that will do ad campaigns and stuff like that. I have done them live before where the technology has failed on me. My internet's gone out. The storm came in. All this stuff. And I've been sitting there at a blank screen when I had twenty dollars to $50,000 at stake. Oof. It's happened to me more than once. So, but it used to be that it had the technology to do as they do now, but because I did so many live webinars, I got good at doing offers on webinars. I always recommend people do them live for a while because you get good at feeling the pace and the rhythm. And I always have a guest I'm interviewing and there's a part where I make the offer. And so I'm good at that now. So a software like Edward webinar, I'm not telling people that it's live, but I'm doing... So I'm not like saying this is live and it's not live. It's just that I am only offering that ever webinar, evergreen webinar for those two days, you know, and then it's gone literally until I maybe, maybe use it again in a couple of years. If I do it, use it again. So I, there, so there's sort of like, it's, it's got a scarcity and it's genuine, but I know it's going to (laughs) work. And I know that even if my power goes out and it's happened where I've I've had it all pre-programmed, something's happened on my end and it just ran. You know, it ran and it was awesome and it worked, but there are also times when I want an intimate experience with people and I want to do Q and A and I want to have a, you know, that kind of thing. And I do them live, live. Uh, So I do that. I do both, but it depends. That's what's cool is you don't have to just do things one way. You know you can mm-hmm. use the software different ways. But most of my little and I consider those webinars those you know run them for two days. And what's cool too is you can run them in anyone's own time zone, so I get a much higher turnout. Mm-hmm. You could say run it three times a day. And you can run it. People could choose their time of day, and they can choose in their time zone. And if people aren't in Australia aren't getting up at five in the morning and. And that happens, you know, and that's, what's great. And so I just really like them. And those, I, I treat them like launches because I've done so many yeah. PLF style launches. I understand the rhythm. Launches have a, a rhythm, a momentum. Having done songwriting, it's like a film can have rhythm and momentum a lot. Like a, a song can, any live event, anything you go to does. And so it keeps you interested along with the storytelling. So when you have a good storytelling, a good narrative, and you have rhythm and momentum, you know, that's important background stuff, like ninja stuff, part of the art part of the launch. And so when you have that, those elements in there, then it works for me as a little launch. Like I'm not selling a $2,000 course. And so I don't need to convince people over four videos or a gigantic live series. I'm only, I'm only giving them like a 70, 99, 99 a month offer yeah. and they can try it for a dollar for a week. Like, why wouldn't you try this? And try, I try to simplify it. So I, I um, used to do like, I'm really good and I got really good at those big launches and I have had, I've done a lot. And I will say that in the tw- in twenty years, and now I'm in my fifties, I don't. I- I'm at a point where I and I just finished. You know, my my daughter's going to college in next month, and so like raising kids and everything, and I just kind of want a little break from the big launches. Um, and so I, this is the way I can do that. But I imagine I'll do some big launch again because I've done big launches even for books. I mean, a book is just twenty dollars, and I've done multi-month campaigns to sell thirty thousand copies of a book in a week. To get to number two on all of Amazon, to get to the point where they oh. carried it in Costco and Barnes and Noble, you know, very niche books that have done that, that gotten to number five on Publishers Weekly twice have done that on their launch weeks. And to where the publishers were baffled as to why it didn't get on the New York Times list, because that's just a baffling algorithm. That's what they pretty much said. Is that you know the, the, you never we never know who's going to get on there or not. But I sold enough copies to and I did that with a, a, my own list, just my own list, and using doing launches. Yeah.
0: I I love what you were saying. You said earlier about your your board game being you know basically an online course, and so you've you've had you know you've got kits, board games, books, memberships, courses, whatever. They're all a vehicle for They're some sort of transformation. Yes, which which I can totally um, well.
1: I have the same, I'm still as passionate as I was when I started. the reason I got into environmental education, which is you know, that's what herbalism is. And before that I did broader environmental education. but um, and I got and I, and I really loved herbs. but bef- the thing that really transformed me when is when I saw from my own eyes what chemical lawn care was doing for our local ecosystems. I saw the death of so many species where I grew up, really affected me. Um, and I saw that. Well, why are we doing this? You know. So, in my logo for learning herbs, there's a dandelion. The dandelion is sort of the symbol. Like everyone wants to kill the dandelions, but they're super healthy, and they're you know they're 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 like you get you know these lawn chemicals. These things are they're they're toxic. You know, they hurt children. They hurt animals they hurt everybody and they hurt your nervous system but especially they get to your liver they really affect that and the dandelion is nourishing for the liver so the thing that people are trying to kill is the thing think the thing, thing that would help those people with what they're doing is the thing they're trying to kill and so for me that is the area of environmental like environmentalism environmental education that really kind of like uh, where the kind of part the hook that brought me in and I still am working From that same place, all these years later, trying to connect people to plants so they can make better choices about their environment or their lawns or what they're doing. So, you know, and so every one of those products does that like in a simple way, and we keep it simple and fun. And those are always the tenets of what does our product have to be, or what is what we're going to do have to, you know, be for people. And that's always it.
0: Uh, you are you familiar with Simon Sinek? It start start with why. That's, that's uh, so I true. was literally watching his TED talk yesterday. I've watched it plenty of times before that, but he, that's the third most popular TED talk of all time. Was yeah. Simon Sinek's start with why, which, which came out in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and and the the premise is like this: is the the really game changer businesses you know work inside out, not outside in, in terms of are we starting with the the what, how, or the why? And it sounds like one of the keys to your success has been starting with that why.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that why was started when I was like 20, you know, and like, I didn't know that what, what my future, like, I didn't know that like, oh, I want to make this business or do that. I was just kind of doing what was in front of me, like a lot of 20 year olds do. And I had the opportunity to work with the nonprofit, help start that and grow that. And that's where I got a lot of, you know, those kind of business abilities by just making stuff up as, you know, as this nonprofit that we were starting And that nonprofit's very successful and still going today um and i'm proud of that and the people there are awesome and they're doing great work and yeah so i sort of just continued that why but it was a for profit venture and it also again i didn't even know i was starting a business when i started it i just kind of like you know i just kind of <laughs> go along in life and s- stuff happens and i surf and i just get really lucky but of course i work really hard and i and i'm um, I use skills that I've developed my whole life. I told you earlier that I had a, a BBS, like when I was 10 years old. <laughs> and then I, you know, got into marketing stuff, got into design. I studied art history. I did production and theater. I actually have a degree in television production. That was before, you know, old school TV, like not like TV is now, back when there was like four channels and a little bit of cable. Um <laughs> and uh, uh, and I and then I got into herbs and natural health. And so what I do now is like this accumulation of all the things I've done earlier in my life, which, and I think that's the best, the coolest place to be in life is to be able to do something is where you can look back where every, literally every job you had, even the jobs where you're driving a truck or waiting tables, I can look back at those jobs and look at how that's helped me too. like where every single job, everything I've done ever that is is being used right now. And I... And that just makes sense that that's what we should be doing as humans is utilizing all of the skills that we've gained. But that's the coolest part about like, so there is the big why, but there's also this whole, you know, thing about like, you know, people talk about your passion and that's important part of it or the big why, but it's like, you know, what also skills do you have to offer the world that nobody else can do? And that's the secret to the longevity too of it. Like you got, you got to be you got to be crazy to do this stuff. Like, you know, like it takes a certain level of insanity to like get into computers and get these online businesses gone. And, and what drives that insanity is like you you, you feel inside that, that, that the world's going to be worse if you don't get what's inside of you out to them. <laughs> And so, and so like, that's what kind of, and, and, and even though like, I guess we are, you know, I always know it's 18 years. I go with my daughter's age. Cause when she was, uh, when, when my wife, Kimberly was pregnant with Haley, that's when I was starting all of this. So that's how I know how long I've been doing this. So just track how old my daughter is, but, uh, I don't, I don't even see being, getting tired of this. Like, this is really interesting to me every day. I might, you know, do a little less and change my focus a little and take breaks here and there, but I really like it. You know, like I just, I'm going to keep on doing it. People always, what's your exit strategy of your business? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't have an intro strategy either. (laughs) 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 I mean, I have the same exit strategy that every human has. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> but no, I uh, I don't know. I, I My wife and I, we consider Learning Herbs our third child. Like It's been a third child. My wife, to give her credit, she's a co-founder. She created the board game and our herb fairies, and she's a, she's a co-CEO with me. And she really keeps the team going and the team spirit alive and really is in touch with that. She's really good at that stuff. And so it is something we've nurtured together. And we really don't see not doing that because it's just like there's so much t- to contribute still she wants to write more books uh, you know but i'm interested
0: in learning more and offering more well i think this uh i think this whole learning herbs thing is going to work out john i think yeah. i think so <laughs> yeah. um and you, you've made you've made my job super easy here i just had to throw out a talking point and uh, <laughs> you've got so much wisdom to share and i just really appreciate it do you mind sharing roughly how many like active members you have in 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 the membership? Oh, lots and lots. I don't actually because
1: yeah, it's just not something like, you know, that's, that's totally fine. I was just, but I will, I mean, but I will say that when we started, and I had no members, and that is actually a product I did ask people about. Survey Monkey was new, and I and I put out, and I learned it from product, taking product launch formula. But I did go to my list, which was still about the same size, a fifteen hundred, and I and I and I asked them, you know, would you like this site, and what would you like on it? And so I did. The first herb mentor was made with like, what do you want? And so I did do that research on that product. And, um, and when I did launch it, I started with 350 people and it, when the first launch, cause I use PLF. So that's converting, uh, you know, 30% or so maybe of the list or something, or 20%, 25%, something like that. And, uh, that's pretty good. And that was enough of a momentum, especially then to get conversations going in the forum that, that we had. And so that's where it started. And I will say too, that like, when I just do the regular day-to-day stuff like people drop off because credit cards expire they're not interested anymore whatever it is and people come in because they're new to it or whatever and and it's sort of like it almost keeps it to an even keel maybe even these days because the number of members less but in order to like i say get a bump in membership we have to consciously do it to do a webinar do some sale or do some offer Launch type of thing that is going to suddenly up at a thousand people or 500 people or something like that. And that's how only way that we could really grow it. It's kind of not a let it go and forget. It's a kind of an act, really an active thing like doing course launches. So, you know, yes, I'm still doing courses, online courses. I'm just the, my package though is more in this membership site, you know, as, as a paper boy when I was literally little, I'm an SCN nine, 10 years old, and I go collect. At the door every Friday, and then I remember having those these childhood thoughts, like you know, like you're sitting there in the winter, you're waiting for someone to open the door. Your mind wanders, you daydream a lot. I daydreamed a lot, and I'd say like, "Wow, what if, what if you know?" And I think the paper was like a dollar seventy. What if everybody in the town gave me a dollar seventy? What if everybody in the world gave me a dollar seventy? And then like, I was like, "Well, what if everybody in the world just gave me a penny?" I'm like, something <laughs> in my head, I'm starting to realize that's. And so I was having these like. Recurring income business ideas when I was 10. Like at the same time, I'm doing that BBS. I'm going around delivering newspapers. So, and that is a that is a you know, I never realized it to this moment. That's a membership. <laughs> so I've been selling memberships since I was nine years old <laughs> for information. Ah, oh, god, you know, this is brilliant lightning like, shot. No, um, but uh uh, but yeah, we're it's in the thousands, and um and that's where. We're, you know, that's where the focus is in, in, in growing. And, and, and so then then to grow that too, it's like, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Webinars, we have some really cool ideas like for like hard good products that we can tie in as gifts for people who get an annual membership, for example, or little books, things like that, all kinds of ways that we can. And, and, and on our main site, Learning Herbs, we're always making new lead magnets that are more attractive and current and great funnels for that and lead people into the whole thing. So yeah, it's a new year in
0: creativity. Right. I knew you were an OG in this space, but I guess didn't realize just quite how much of an OG having a membership going way back to then. To 1979. Yes. <laughs> Even before you posted on the uh the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, John, I mean, amazing. Thank you so much. Uh when I first started this podcast five years ago, you're you're one of the people that I hope to have on one day. And here we are five oh. years later. So it's a, certainly an hey, honor. Hey, have me performing. back. This was fun. Awesome. I, I would love to. Yes. Um, I'm amazing. inviting
1: myself back to your podcast. <laughs> and if you want to talk about plants, you can come on to mine.
0: Uh, well, I'll have you educate me about plants. Uh, that sounds good. So with that, thank you so much, John. Let's do it Thanks, again. Chuck. Yep. Can you believe that? The same membership since its inception nearly 20 years ago. There's still members paying since the very beginning and even the name hasn't changed. That's definitely a lesson in staying the course and sticking with what's working. I know people that in just the past couple of years have shifted several times even though things were working fairly well. Sometimes you just have to resist that shiny object syndrome. This has been episode 187 of the online course show. You can find the show notes and links from today's episode by going to oc.show slash 187. And remember the Kajabi deal I told you about in the intro, three months of Kajabi for $99, plus my course, Every Click Kajabi for free. Learn more and sign up at everyclickkajabi.com. That's another episode in the books. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you in the next one.